Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Currently Cringing podcast. I'm your host Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. It was a busy week. I was in Miami for one of my best friend's weddings. Shout out to Tina who just got married at 39. I know so many of you write to me and tell me you're a geriatric millennial in your late 30s and you're single and you don't know if you'll ever find anyone. Well, you know, if I've given you hope, if my friend Tina has given you hope and so many of my friends You know, I'll say so many of my friends are in their late 30s and are single and never have been married. And there is hope. And I don't even like to say the word hope anymore to be honest, like I've kind of taken that word out of my vocabulary. I want to say that I know. And I want you guys to do the same. You have to know that it's going to happen for you. But Yeah, we had a lovely time at her wedding. She is trying to one-up me, if you're hearing this, Tina. She also got married at home, and it seems to be a trend. You know, people are just having their gorgeous backyard weddings. And I know when people hear backyard wedding, you know, they they think of a wedding in a certain way. And no, hon, it's, it's bougie. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. You can have a backyard wedding that looks better than any wedding at a hotel or at some fancy resort. It's all about the aesthetic, the decor, 
the vibes, the food, it's, it's the people, you know, all of that comes into play. It doesn't really matter where you have your wedding. And so I had a lovely time. She did the whole shebang Indian wedding. It was like four days. We did all the rituals. I attended every single day and it was just fabulous. She is related to the Patels who you may have seen on Family Karma. They are like family to me. And it was just a fun time. And then, of course, it was my grandmother's birthday on February 28th. She turned 83. And so we all went out to eat. She was so happy. We cut the cake. And in my house, birthdays are a big deal. And we go all out. You know, we buy like 100 balloons. We decorate. We have fun little party favors and cutesy tablecloths and paper plates with fun themes. And we go all out for every single birthday. And so that was just a great time. And I got to hang out with my grandparents for the day. And then I flew to Atlanta for an Indian Bollywood event. Some of the Bollywood stars came to Atlanta and it was supposed to be this big event. And I only went because I was already in Miami. If I was in Scottsdale, I wouldn't have made the trek over to Atlanta. But because I was already in Miami, it's a one-hour flight. I decided, why not go and then go from Atlanta back to Scottsdale? So I went to Atlanta, and Atlanta's always a good time. But, you know, I had a lot of expectations for this event. You know, we were told that we were going to get you know, to meet and greet with the celebrities and we'd all get a photo. And, you know, I've been to these things before. You wait in line, you take your photo and you keep it moving. But at this event, it was kind of like all the South Asian influencers were invited. And so it was nice to just, you know, touch base with everyone. And, you know, all of us were in the same room and we have so much to be proud of as South Asians, as a community, you know, we're we're going places. It's been a slow burn, but, you know, we're doing big things. So it was nice to just, you know, be with, you know, my people, you know, and celebrate each other. But we were all there for one thing. Let's keep it real. We were all there for the photo op. And we were all told to wear, you know, our best Indian garb. And we all showed up, you know, from all over the country. So the Bollywood stars come out with like 15 bodyguards each, you know, like, like us Indian South Asian influencers are going to like attack them or something. It was like super weird, super bizarre. And then they go on stage and they each say a little hello. It was very awkward. And then they immediately left. And before you know it, the rumor was they all jumped in the car and left and like fled the scene. And, you know, and I'm a big Bollywood fanatic fan, like viewer, like I'm a Bollywood junkie. My family is, we grew up with that, you know, when I'm not traveling, whether I'm in Scottsdale, Miami or New York, if there's a fun Bollywood movie out, you know, AMC plays the Bollywood movies, we go and watch in the movie theater. So, you know, it's a big deal. And for the most part, I wouldn't usually care. I'd be like, okay, whatever. I'll just make the most of the rest of the night. But your girl's 39. 
I'm not 39 yet. I will be 39 in September, but you know, you know what I mean? I'm like older. I don't have patience. And if I'm flying somewhere and this happens, like I could have gone home a day early and either been with my husband or like stayed home in Miami for an extra day with my parents and my grandparents and done something with friends. So I'm in Atlanta and I was just irritated and I did snap at a few people because people just kept wanting photos and not photos of me because I, I'm not definitely not a celebrity in the South Asian community. Definitely not in the influencer world. First, first of all, I don't influence and there are so many huge, talented South Asian creators in the space. So I'm like, no one. That's what you guys have to understand. Like in the South Asian community, I mean, we've got people, you know, with like millions of followers. So, you know, the people on Family Karma, like, yeah, we're on TV. It's great. But in the South Asian world, we're, we're not, we're not it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, you know, there's, there's other people and they're way more famous than us even though I think we're iconic too but you know you get you get the picture so I was just irritated because then it just started becoming like an event for influencers to like take photos and your girl's older you know like so I I fled I was like it was so good seeing you all everyone was like probably like she's being a bitch I went to the room and I went to bed because I was like I don't have time for this I took a 7 a.m flight from Miami to come to Atlanta, got hair and makeup done. Yes, it was fun because I spent the day with Bali. We shared a room. But then, you know, I had an early 7 a.m. flight the following morning back to Phoenix. And so I was like, I'm just going to get some sleep. So by 10 p.m., I was like, all right, I guess this isn't happening. Like, we're not getting the photo up. They apparently left because they were overwhelmed. And we used to go to all these shows, you know, growing up, we'd drive to Orlando, like we'd go to New Jersey, we'd go see all these Bollywood shows and support all the Bollywood stars. So I get that, you know, they felt overwhelmed. Apparently, that's why they fled. But nothing was overwhelming about this situation, guys. I mean, it was a bunch of mostly women content creators all dressed in like their best South Asian clothing and just like cheering. Like no one was even running and going crazy. It was just, it was lame, lame on them, shame on them. And it is what it is like super irritating. So then I got back to Scottsdale and of course I've been spamming everyone with proposal content, husband content. And I said, you know, enjoy it because after I'm done with the wedding content, I'm never posting him again because I'm the main character. Like, let's not forget. And so I was addressing, you know, and I don't need to address things, but you know, I'm, I'm an open book. So I was just telling people, everyone's like, secure the bag, People Magazine, because you know, the People Magazine photo dropped. And that was, you know, opportunity was created way back before season three even started airing because I think people don't realize like we filmed so long ago from when the show actually airs like people are like oh I wish you showed your wedding on the show like hun like first of all I got married like nine months after we finished filming I got proposed to like 
four months after we finished filming. Like, we're not just like filming all year round. I don't think people realize that. And when it came to the photos, Bravo created the opportunity for me. And I'm so grateful and so thankful. And everyone's like, oh, so your husband says he's private, but he'll be on People Magazine. Um, Yeah, he'll fucking be on People Magazine, but not on a TV show. Two very different things, to clarify. But, you know, so many people were like, oh, secure the bag. Like, no, I didn't get paid for People Magazine. I didn't ask to get paid, nor did I want to get paid. I wanted to share my photos. And, you know, even at my wedding, like I didn't get gifts or money. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm better or anyone that I just I'm just saying, like, that's not who we are. That's not who we are as a couple or as a family. Like we, we, we don't do those things. And there's nothing wrong with accepting money and getting money. That's all fantastic. You know, like I get money on my birthday. I love it. But for our wedding, like it just wasn't a thing. It was all only family. Everyone's like, oh, I hope she invited friends or I hope her cast was invited. Like, first of all, I don't think people realize this either. When you're in an Indian community, you can't just invite a select few people. You have to fucking invite everybody or no one. You will be crucified if you just pick and choose who you invite. And we're part of a great community. So we didn't pick and choose. It was all or nothing for us. And as you may have heard in previous episodes, there was a lot of back and forth. It was like a war zone planning the wedding. And so I didn't and actually end up wanting to do anything. And that's why we didn't do anything. We just had family. And my mom will be the first to say, you know, whether I had 20 people or 200 people, it cost her the same because of the flowers and the way it looked. I mean, it looked spectacular. But I don't think people realize you can't just invite a few people. Like I couldn't just invite my friends because then I'd have to invite their parents. And then if I just invite their parents, then I'd have to invite every auntie and uncle because what you guys see on Family Karma is a group of us. We are just as close to the other 500 people in our Indian community in South Florida. And that's what I think people don't know. As an Indian community, as a South Asian community, yes, what you see on the show is a couple of people, a couple of families. This is a tribe. And so my mom wasn't like, oh, I'm going to invite this person and not that person. That was not an option for her. And then, you know, for example, some of the people I'm closest to in the cast are kind of aunties too, like Auntie Kalpana. She's my friend and she's my mom's friend. Bali, she's my friend and my mom's friend. And so even if I just invited those two people, there would have been so much backlash from all the other aunties who I'm also friends with. So it was just not not the situation where you pick and choose who you invite. That's just not what you do for an Indian wedding. It's all or nothing. I did have my friend Tina there. I had Sean who officiated and I had my two friends, Gail and Julio, who have been my neighbors for 30 plus years. Those were the friends I had at my wedding. So it was an incredible opportunity to be on People Magazine and Because of that, so many people, you know, obviously saw my husband and they're like, wow, like, congratulations, like manifestation queen, you've manifested, 
your whole life so far. And yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. But I mean, I'd like to manifest things faster. I'm not there yet. I'm working on that. You know, I don't think people realize this has been a 10 year journey. Like people say, you know, the overnight success takes 10 years. And that is actually a statistic. It usually takes 10 years for people to become uber successful from when they started to, you know, finding uber success. It's actually very rare, even though what we see on social media might differ. It's very rare to become an overnight success. Now, that's not to say that's not what I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting overnight success every day. That's what I want. I don't want it to take 10 years. You know, like Elon Musk has said, like when you're setting goals, like why say I'm going to make a million dollars in a year? Why not say I'm going to make a million dollars in a month? And who knows what it does to your brain, but it does something. But we're so conditioned to think, you know, a certain way that sometimes we don't think it's possible that, hey, maybe tomorrow I could make a million dollars tomorrow and not in 10 years. But we're so conditioned. It's years of programming that, you know, it is what it is. But that is a statistic. It takes usually 10 years to become successful. But on the note and topic of manifestation, I just wanted to talk about my manifestation journey. And I see so many people saying like, manifest your life, manifest this. Like, it's it's not really that simple. And when I say simple, I mean, it's not just like thoughts. Like, yes, thoughts is the foundation of it all. But you actually have to get your ass up and do something and execute and try. You know, you do have to make an attempt. And so I had heard about the secret in middle school. And obviously, I we had the book, we bought the DVD and all of that. And I didn't really quite grasp what it was. But I really got into this whole manifestation journey in 2017 when I left New York, changed my entire life, moved back home. And it's then when I would say I found Wayne Dyer. And I feel like these things come to you in life. Like if it's meant to happen for you, like for you to find source and the universe and all of that, like it comes to you. I mean, if you're seeking, then it'll come to you too. But sometimes I just think like, if you're on that path anyway, it'll come to you, you know? Some people don't find it. Some people find it through religion and other things. But for me, I I found it, you know, through my friends. And my, one of my best friends, Steph, she, you know, we went to school together all from elementary through high school. She was my front door neighbor. And we even carpooled for some years. And she told me about Dr. Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks. And I just started researching and YouTubing, to be honest. I was at a point in my life, I didn't know what was happening. I told you guys before, I had no professional career. I had left my amazing job in New York City. I had no personal life, was single and 33, and I was living with my parents. And I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I knew what I wanted to do. Now, was it happening? Like, no. 
but you know, Bravo came knocking on our door literally a week after I moved back home. So something happened there. And I just knew I needed to change who I was as a person. And, you know, I started working out, eating healthy, lost 30 pounds, all that stuff. There's a podcast about that. If you want to search it, it's called New Year, New Me. But I started researching, you know, she would send me these videos. And I would say the gateway for me into all of this um, was Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, Excuses Be Gone. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's on YouTube. All these books are on YouTube, like free to listen to. And. Obviously, Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, and Louise Hay. These are all, like, once you spiral into manifestation on YouTube, you'll come across all these people. You know, Lao Tzu with the Tao. Like, you'll find all these people. But for me, it was Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, Excuses Be Gone. That book, like, changed everything for me. And then I started listening to that book every day, whether I was working or showering, it just was like there on repeat for like a year. It's like a seven hour YouTube, I think, or something crazy like that. And then I, you know, found Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. And, you know, You're a Badass, that book by Jen Sincero, like all these amazing people who are sharing this knowledge that, you know, it's all in your mind. But like I said, you have to execute. So I think I spent all of 2017 just listening and reading about the law of attraction and the universe and the power of the mind. And that's when I started going to yoga. And it all just it all just came together, as you can see mentally, right? Like I, I finally wanted to change. And then all those things came into my life because I was ready was mentally ready to change and become the person I wanted to attract, which, you know, it's still a work in progress, but it was like a three-year journey to learn about the law of attraction and lose 30 pounds and, you know, all of that. Like, it was a three-year journey. Didn't happen overnight. So once I, you know, got into that frame of mind. Then I started meditation. And the meditation for me was very difficult because my mind races and I always have a million things, you know, going on and I'm always doing a million things. I always spread myself too thin, which is why 
Sometimes this podcast gets delayed, which I don't like, but you know, it is what it is for now. For now, my life is a little chaotic because I'm in this whole back and forth East Coast, West Coast situation, which hopefully will be changing soon, or I know it'll be changing soon at the end of the year. But the meditation that I found that worked for me was Wayne Dyer's Japa meditation. If you want to look that up, it's on YouTube. And I manifested so many things from that. And I didn't even know you could manifest. And I didn't even know all these things. Like it was all new for me. And my friend Andrea, who is Stephanie's niece, told me about scripting. I had no idea what scripting was. And so I went on YouTube and I looked up scripting. And scripting is basically where you write about your life the way you want it to be. And you keep writing about it the way you want it to be. And you keep reading it over and over. And you just keep those stories in your mind. And so I started scripting. I started writing, you know, about how I wanted my life to be. In, you know, health, I would write a script. Then in love, I would write a script. And then in career, I would write a script. And then in family, I would write a script. And then about my house, I would write a script. Like everything, who I wanted to be with, my partner, I would write a script. And by I would write a script, I mean I would write about like a day in the life, for example, with my house, right? Oh, I woke up this morning. I have a view of the ocean. I mean, I I don't have that yet, but it's part of my script. And just things that, you know, you envision for yourself. Like, what do I want for myself while I'm on planet Earth? While we're here having this human experience. And then I'd say because of TikTok, pre-pandemic, 2019, late 2019, almost pandemic lockdown time, I learned about the Nicholas Tesla, Nikolai Tesla 369 method. And that is where, you know, you write an affirmation or a sentence of what you want three times in the morning. And then you pause and think about it for 17 seconds. And then you write it again six times in the afternoon and you think about it for 17 seconds. And then finally, you write it nine times before bed, and you think about it for 17 seconds. And right when you wake up in the morning, and right before you go to bed, it's so crucial. They say, don't use your phone. It's because your mind is in a theta state. And that is when you are in free flow. Like your mind is disengaged from the clutter, it's like free, it's open, and it's ready to process information without like thinking about a, a million of other things right before bed and the first thing when you wake up in the morning. And that's why they tell you don't scroll your phone because then you get that first dopamine hit from scrolling your phone and then that's what your brain wants all day long. And then you're stuck scrolling on your phone all day long. And that's why they tell you not to use your phone first thing in the morning. So then I did 369, the 369 method for like two years. And my 369 for those two years, you know, were about my clothing business, my husband, which I now have, and 
you know, just my health in general. And all those things kind of happened. All those things kind of came to fruition. I've been meaning to do it again, but with the travel, you know, I know there's no excuses. It's been kind of tough. Like I do take my book, my journal everywhere I go with me, but don't end up writing in it. And then of course, you know, I, I talked about the vision board. We do the vision boards once a year, but you should kind of do them probably. You should have like a life vision board and then probably like an every six months vision board. But I'm such a newbie. I'm still such a newbie in this. And yes, I guess you could say I am a manifestation queen, a baby queen, like I'm getting there. But I want to be like Oprah. Like Oprah is the queen and she talks about all of it. I mean, if you read about Oprah and her manifestation techniques, I mean, she says she doesn't even have to write anymore. And she just visualizes now and it happens like that's how powerful her mind is. And I think all of this comes with training. And the reason you have to repeat affirmations, you know, I have affirmations on my mirror at home in Miami, and I did that too you know, for a long time. And the reason they tell you to repeat affirmations is because it doesn't matter if you go about your day thinking positive thoughts. What happens is we have our subconscious thoughts and those are the thoughts that are powerful. Those are the thoughts that make an impact and actually take effect. And if your subconscious is like mine, which is like, I hate myself, and I'm dumb, and I don't deserve anything, then you need to repeat affirmations daily. And I'm still at that place. No matter what I repeat, like sometimes I still feel unworthy and stupid. And that's because I didn't go to an Ivy League school, and I didn't really become an investment banker or a doctor or something like that. And of course, I never wanted to be those things and no one told me to be those things. But because I come from a culture where those are the things and the careers where, you know, people call you successful, even with family karma, even with all my success, like I don't feel valued because it's reality TV and, you know, in my circle, you know, that's trashy, you know? So it's like, I have to reframe and work on my subconscious every day because it's like stuff that you've been told and, you know, taught from your childhood. And it's no one's fault. It's just life. We're all human. We all have, you know, bad negative thoughts about ourselves. And when you get those bad negative thoughts, you know, you just say thank you and goodbye whenever they come. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Hoponopono prayer. You know, I did that. You know, I'm just doing whatever. Whatever I find, I'm doing. That's what I'm doing now. And then I also had a mini whiteboard in my room at my parents' house for many years stating the goals. And it's so wild that, you know, the Bravo thing happened, the clothing thing happened, the husband thing happened. There's still a few things on there that have not happened, but in due time, they will. And so I just wanted to share my, you know, manifestation journey with you and what I do. And it's like, I'm constantly learning. Like, I could talk about this for hours. And I do want to start having those kinds of guests on the podcast, like, you know, people that can help teach us, you know, how to 
hone our own power and how to become better at manifesting. And if you're just a beginner and if you're just hearing all of this for the first time and you don't even know where to begin, you know, I would say obviously start with the secret, but maybe look into Dr. Wayne Dyer. I know a lot of people love Abraham Hicks, but I think that could be a little too woo-woo for some people and a little scary because it is it is a little scary if if you do believe in ghosts and spirits and all of that, it's it's a little out there. You know, when I, I read her book for the first time, I got scared. I mean, her book starts out with, like, they wanted to talk to, like, whoever was out there. And, like, she did hear a voice, and that voice became Abraham. And that was, like, the most terrifying page I read, and I was done. I was like, okay, I'm good. And now I just watch her YouTube videos. And for those of you who don't know, this is Esther Hicks. She is a big, uh, you know part of this law of attraction movement and you know she was just a regular woman like looking for the source and you know searching for meditation and she she found a voice and that's her career now she 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 is the voice and the voice was abraham and yeah a few people have told me like they stopped meditating because things happened to them that they didn't want to happen. Same like when you hear people, you know, they they take the ayahuasca and they do psychedelics and they don't come back the same. And I believe that too. Like I have a friend. We were just had a dinner at my parents' house. We had our good friends there. And they told us about Michael Newton, who has interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world from all walks of life, all ethnicities, And these are people that have experienced like near-death experiences. And they have all kind of said the same thing about what happens after. And again, take this with a grain of salt. No one knows what happens after. No one's gone and come back, right? And written a book so or made a YouTube video. So take this with a grain of salt. But he says, you could look this up. He says that basically... Some people even flee the body. The soul even flees the body sometimes right before you die. So you don't even experience the death. Like he interviewed one person and he was about to get into a fatal car crash and his body left, his soul left his body before the car even crashed, apparently. And then he obviously came back. But they say, all of these people say a very similar story. They all say that you die and then you go to this place and there's tons of souls and souls you've met from many lifetimes. And then there is kind of sort of a a verdict, like were you good or were you bad? And depending on that, you know, you, you go back. You go back to earth as another person. And who knows? It sounds a lot like reincarnation and Hinduism. But I'm going to check that out because that's the first time I heard about this whole thing was at this dinner. Um, and yeah, I'm going to look into Michael Newton. But I'm trying to get guests that are more into this movement and, you know, so that we can all better from this. I do think I do think it's real. I think we can change our reality with our thoughts, of course, with action. But I do believe it's possible. And I try not to get too deep into it because it sometimes it does scare me. 
but you know, I'll get there. I'm just a noob in this journey. I started this journey in 2017, this manifestation journey. But I will say I have manifested, you know, so far everything that I've wanted. Uh, Not to the T. There's so many things left that I want. But again, the, the foundation of what I've wanted, you know, has pretty much happened. And it's wild. It's wild because like even being on Bravo, I've been wanting to be on Bravo for so long. I mean, should have probably manifested more than just being on Bravo, to be honest. But this was like in 2012, we're talking, you know, when that was it. So when I, when I wake up every day, I still can't believe I'm on Bravo because I manifested that. I literally was like me and Vishal, two 30-year-olds with a pipe dream. And it came to fruition and it's wild. And they actually say you're more likely to be drafted by the NFL. Like you're more likely to play for the NFL and be a pro football player than be on TV. And we're on TV. So it's just crazy to me. And so I'm actually going to look up Michael Newton now and do a deep dive into that and probably spiral and probably be scared to sleep at night and all that stuff. But that's kind of what I want for this year, as far as guests are concerned for the podcast. And so I'm going to now just give you a list of books that I should probably re-listen to, you know, this year, because, you know, we're all a work in progress. And, you know, it's like you relapse and you have to start again. And that's okay. And I think it's a full-time job to stay positive. And some of it comes naturally after a while. You know, it's easy. But, you know, we live in a world where it's very easy to just be negative. And we are trained to be negative. You know, we're trained to have negative thoughts. And we don't know how powerful our minds are. So let me give you this list. Okay, so of course we have The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, and then we have Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, of course Excuses Be Gone by Wayne Dyer, and Wishes Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, The Law of Attraction by Esther Hicks, The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And there are so many books, but those are the ones that I read or listened to because I had a combination of reading books and I had audiobooks, but I'm pretty sure you can find all of these on YouTube, which is wild. So once you're in this world, I mean, it's like a rabbit hole. Like, I I don't know how to get out of it. And, you know, it's fantastic. I, I love it. I'm constantly researching and looking at ways to improve my manifestation technique. And um, if you have any questions, again, feel free to email me, DM me. If you liked the podcast, please 
write a review, guys. I know so many of you listen to this podcast and we just don't have the reviews. Like the reviews don't translate to the number of listeners. Like it's wild. Like please get on there write the review. So many people that tell me they don't know how to write the review. They don't know how to subscribe. You basically go to my podcast on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, actually. And then you scroll down and there's a way to review when you just scroll down. But um, thank you so much for listening, guys. And I hope all of this helped you. This has been my manifestation journey so far. I'm actually working on creating a manifestation journal, like an all-in-one, because there's really nothing like that out there that has like the 369 and, you know, the journaling and the gratitude stuff, like all-in-one, because that's kind of what I want for myself. So I'm kind of making the journal I want for myself, and then I'm going to like put it on Amazon so you guys can like get it for yourselves too. But thank you for listening, guys, and I hope you have a lovely week ahead. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.